The strategies and concepts discussed are for educational purposes only and do not represent specific investment tax or state planning advice. Investing carries an inherent element of risk and is possible to lose principal and interest when investing in securities. No strategy can guarantee a profit or prevent a loss. The views expressed represent the personal opinions of the presenter or featured guests, not necessarily those of USA Financial or its affiliated subsidiaries. Any opinions or forecasting statements are subject to change at any time and without notice. John Cindia is an investment advisor representative of and advisory services are offered through USA Financial Securities Corporation, member FINRA SIPC, a registered investment advisor. LifeStages Advisory is not affiliated with USA Financial Securities. LifeStages Advisory, Dean or Remington, or any guest we have are not affiliated with USA Financial Securities. Welcome to episode 71 of WTF, Wealth Tax and Finances. I'm your host, John Cindia, certified public accountant and personal financial specialist. I've got Dean and Remington in today. Hello. And we're going to talk about some of the uh, technology shortages and innovations and where are we with technology today. Uh, Part of the situation is that uh, inventories are low across the board, whether it's with uh, computers, gaming, uh, automobiles, um, what else is out there that uses uh, technology chips? Pretty like, much anything you can buy. Anything <laughs> except not. a Food, kazoo, a house. A kazoo. Well, some houses. Uh, yeah, smart houses. That cello that was owned by... Uh, my, that was my grandfather's bass. John's hat collection. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, uh, that bass. That doesn't have anything. I think yeah. Jesus owned that. Yes. <laughs> Or a kazoo or a harmonica. They don't have chips <laughs> yeah, in those Anything, either. if it doesn't involve being plugged into the wall, you're probably good. Oh, okay. I'm not plugged into the wall. So. <laughs> yeah, you're good. No <laughs> yeah, chip I'm for good. you, buddy. No chip for you. See John lean over and stick his fingers in the <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys, little did you know. <laughs> Thank God I don't John's have any John's ran by a state-of-the-art lithium-ion battery. <laughs> yes. Gotta, I just need to recharge. Yeah. Uh, his batteries okay. are going bad. <laughs> anyway... Um, what, uh, what brought it up was I had some clients in the other day that, uh, they were looking for trucks and a lot of these, um, truck lots have, you know, hundreds of trucks there and they're down to, you know, a 10th of the inventory. They had two or 300, they might have 20 to 30 trucks. And they were telling me, uh, based on the manager of the, um, of the dealership that while there are trucks being, produced, whether it be, you know, any of the major car manufacturers, they're putting them in an inventory and they're just sitting there waiting for these chips. And I knew that, you know, there'd be computer chips because of different things, but I didn't realize that most of these trucks and the other cars, and I'm sure some of the more electric, electrified cars even need more, but anywhere from about 350 to as many as 15 to 1800 chips per car. And it was just like blowing my mind that, you know, you've got thousands of these cars and you can't get these chips. And then, you know, we're talking about uh, utilizing them for different things. Uh, Rem, you were saying something about uh, using them for gaming or whatever. And well, Yeah, uh, a lot of people, if they're building their own computers for gaming or even work-related needs, a lot mm-hmm. of people working from home, they need something better than a crappy laptop from 2006. Yeah. They started building their own computers, but then you also have people that are doing the crypto mining. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we can 
say the company that makes them, but they had to actually put a halt on manufacturing for a while because so many people were rushing out and scooping them up just solely for crypto mining that people that want them for gaming or work or just whatever they're working on outside of mining Mm -hmm. couldn't get their hands on them. There's a lot of like what we've seen with the video game market where we've got people scooping them up at the store, buying like hundreds of them at a time and then reselling them at super jacked up prices too. Just online? Just online. Yeah, you got resellers going crazy with this stuff because people need them. You can't really have a computer without a graphics card. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's going crazy because so many people are using them for mining to where they need huge, massive setups. So they're buying hundreds at a time and now we're just, left in the dust and there again you know it's uh it's similar to the old uh hydroponic drug days i guess when the electricity bills went up they're doing the same thing now i guess with uh, mining crypto is that it because these banks and computers are going to use so much energy oh yeah so that's where they keep talking about their footprint and everything else yeah they need so many of them and it's just it's ridiculous that they had to actually halt Mm -hmm. all this because they're just running out they're, I guess they're projected to kind of course correct this year, but that still doesn't really address the issue of everyone going out and scooping them up for mining. So I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. Though. No, no, because as long as somebody thinks they can, <laughs> you know, get something for very little or cheap or I, do it themselves. Sorry to interrupt. I, I just looked up the graphics card pricings and it's got a breakdown of every model and it shows the retail price and then. On Google, it shows the retail price and then the street price. Oh, really? Yeah, and a uh, <laughs> it, it's almost double. Like one of them, the retail price is six ninety nine, and the street price is almost thirteen hundred dollars. Thirteen hundred for a single card. What? That's, hey, kids, you want a graphics card? Yeah, doing the trench coat <laughs> just whoo, pops it out. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, it's insane, and they're they're decent graphic cards, but. Even like the lower base model ones are selling for three hundred retail. Their street value is almost seven hundred bucks, seven hundred, eight hundred bucks. Gee, so these guys are just getting in and yeah, trying to corner the market on stuff. It's insane. Black so like, yeah, you're like hurting the common man though, because you know a lot of people just want to use those graphics cards for gaming. For gaming, yeah. yeah. Like you have a select few number of people who are using them for crypto, but what they're doing is they're buying, like Rem said hundreds at a time mm-hmm. I'm, I'm one of those so, people like i just fried my graphics card on my old computer and i was looking around trying to buy a new one and i'm probably gonna have to wait a year or two until or I or pay a boatload of money yeah, for yeah i'm not gonna drop so just gonna, yeah, bucks a, on a graphics card. and it's the same thing you know when like gosh the the car market right now um uh, or uh, specifically like the uh, new Corvettes that came out. Mm-hmm. You know, people are buying these for anywhere from 60 to 90 grand and then they're selling them with 200 miles on uh, online for 120 to 150. Really? And, I hadn't seen that. Yeah. And I think what the problem is, is, is obviously, and this goes into a lot of the markets right now, um, whether it's technology or anything else, is, you have a supply issue, obviously, with the, the shortage of the chips, but you also have a demand issue because everybody wants them. Mm-hmm. So everybody wants these cars. They want these graphics cards. They want these video game systems. So the problem is, is they'll pay. Mm-hmm. So maybe, I don't know, word to the wise, stop paying. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's the, same the problem. Thing. Is, is like if you're going to pay one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for this car that's yeah. worth sixty, what's going to stop people from saying, "Well, shoot"? Well, it's, I might as well get my money too. It's the appearance of a shortage, and it's temporary, probably in most cases. Right. You know, you'll get the car. You might not get it for six months. But if I can have it right now. Exactly. And pay double. It's a scarcity situation. Right. And, the people and that's, the, that's a, like Rem said, those graphics cards go in six, you know, $700 new. They're selling for 1300 bucks. Mm-hmm. The video game systems that are 500, they're selling for a thousand. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah I just found an article on The Verge here about how some of the major uh, chip manufacturers are pleading with car manufacturers to scale back their production because... Mm-hmm. They have to meet those needs and everyone else's needs, and they just can't do it right now. And they're saying it's impossible to find like new graphics cards amongst all this chaos. So they're, it's weird to think that they're just like begging these car companies or mm-hmm. manufacturers just like scale back a little bit, please. Let us like spread this out a little bit. And I don't know if they're gonna like. Reach well, it's like what you said, John. Soon. They'll just they build these cars full to spec, mm-hmm. and then they wait to get the the computer modules. Mm-hmm. So then, then, then have an entirely built car mm-hmm. that like, you know, some cars might have a module for body functions like windows, lights, things like that. And then they might have a module for the uh, infotainment system mm-hmm. and they might have a module for uh, actual engine functions. Mm-hmm. So there, you know, there could be even more than that, but they have the entire car built. All they need to do is plug and play. Right. So they need the the modules with the whatever you said right. possibly thousands of chips in them yeah so they have the entire car built but they can't do anything with it yeah they're gonna have to retrofit everything or they're gonna be you know trying to uh get which ones they want almost in a um what would you say probably like a customized yeah i want i want that pickup truck but i want it with this well they're gonna have to take customized orders that now are going to probably be at a premium to turn around and get ahead of anybody else that just wanted a regular truck, you know, or right. something that way. Um, and, and it's not just in the functionality of that. It's also I was looking at, uh, you know, artificial intelligence, uh, different uh, things, uh, whether it's with the government, whether it's with uh, um, you have it with the, uh, uh, the governmental contracts uh, for aircraft. You have it also for defense systems and everything. And all of these have um, the technology need. And um, was looking at some of the things, you know, just, you know, reading up on the uh, technology side of this stuff. And, you know, there's some of these uh, uh, economists are looking to saying that uh, the S&P 500 within the next five to 10 years, half of those companies will be irrelevant or out of business. Because they're not with the technological They're times. not keeping up with technology. Right. And, if the car manufacturers right now don't have a target of like at least 2030 to have more than 50% of their manufacturing as electric vehicles, they're missing the boat. So, you know, they've got to accelerate this stuff within the next three to five years to be over 50, maybe 75 to 80% um, electrified, you know, from You know, that and I think that's a, that's a crazy thing. Um, and self-driving it, is even higher than that. That's the other right. thing. And yeah, and I, I mean, it's just like companies, especially large ones, they take such a long time to mm-hmm. to get caught up that by the time they're caught up, they're 
They're behind the time. Behind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we spent five years, seven years implementing this new solution. Well, it was a new solution when you started, mm-hmm. and now it's kind of outdated a little bit. And that goes back to some of the things that we talked about, like back in tax season, where you'd mentioned um, the IRS was using some super old software. Oh, yeah. To uh, using floppy disks. No, like literally, <laughs> where they were yeah. using some super old, like, and the only reason they used it. It wasn't for uh, transaction base. It was because of the security of it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even because the platform itself was secure. It's because it's so old. Yeah. The, the people that well, know about it the, are dead. That's yeah. what the government does with like all the nuclear bases. Like Those still run off floppy disks because of that ancient security yeah, built in. Yeah, and they can't you're talking, it. It's it can't insane. be hacked because the people that know it are dead. Yeah. <laughs> and they didn't pass along because, you know, it's obviously like government secret and things. Yeah. So these things just didn't get passed along. So like you have five people on earth <laughs> who know how to operate and work on this yeah. when something goes wrong that it's like, you know, it's so secure that mm-hmm. no one is going to be able to get in. So. Yeah. It's not online think, anywhere because it's sold. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> what's we're using, online? Were you, what's on? <laughs> was that internet? plugged in? Are you <laughs> dial up back then? <laughs> oh, we're talking if, before dial up. <laughs> yeah, if you kick the plug out of the wall, you're done. That's that's the uh, technology. But yeah, when you start looking at this and thinking that half of the uh, S and P 500 could be irrelevant or out of you know bankrupt or out of business if they don't keep up, um, I started thinking about that the other day, and it's like, all right. If that's the case, all of these other companies that we've, you know, looked at uh, as institutions, blue chip stocks, what's going to happen with a lot of that, whether they're infrastructure plays, um, whether they are, uh, you know, uh, from an old technology standard or automation or whatever, how are they going to have to um, maintain you know, their leadership and what is it that they have to move into, you know, and it just sort of blows your mind when you start looking at, you know, uh, what is uh, the investment situation going to have to be uh, from a technological standpoint for like Caterpillar or Deer, you know, what do they have to do versus someone like, uh, you know, GM and Ford from the uh, auto manufacturers and then to someone else like maybe an IBM or, um you know, another computer manufacturer that's still in there. I think it's like each company needs to do a completely separate thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the the GM and the Ford will need to do something that's more towards possibly like automation. Mm-hmm. And then maybe IBM and uh, Microsoft, they don't even, maybe they don't really need to do anything. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's... Well, Bezos it's, said a few years ago that he figured uh, Amazon would end up being bankrupt. It, uh, you know, before he probably left, you know, the uh, his office there. Quite and, the opposite of that. You know, and it's a situation you think of somebody like Amazon that started by what selling books online to where they're at now. Yeah. I think it's just gotten to the point that they're they're so stinking big that um, they've almost created a monopoly. You know, in in almost every retailer, <laughs> what yeah. else, you know, what else, what don't they do Right at this point? You know, you're seeing Amazon trucks going around on Sundays delivering stuff. Till uh, 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some of that is being sublet for the postal service. You know, Amazon's dealing, you know, delivering some of the 
uh, postal stuff. So, you know, it's just, it's weird, you know, how all that uh, is interrelated anymore, but it's a situation of how do you look at it from an investment standpoint to stay ahead of this? And that's what, you know, after I've been looking at it for the last week or two, it's like trying to get a whole new perspective on uh, where do we go from here from an investment standpoint? And with right. the market, you know, being so long in the tooth again, you know, talking 10, 12 years now on this bull market, waiting for this, you know, some type of correction or a pullback. Um, I think, you know, if we have a major pullback, some of these companies may already not make it, you know, to come back. And, you know, you just don't want to be in there. So it's like, you know, what is it? And, you know, how how is that going to hit and affect everything going forward? Yeah, and I think... Um one of the things that you know it hadn't really stuck in my mind uh until i saw a news article about it actually just recently maybe thursday or friday excuse me um but basically one of the uh major airline companies uh they purchased uh what was it uh, or it's like a contract to purchase mm. some like super airlines or something that are they, they travel at uh, yeah. double Mach, the speed Mach, Mach 2 Mach 1.3 or something like that yeah. so they so they travel like like two times the normal speed of a, a regular aircraft mm -hmm. and you know kind of put into perspective the thing that you just mentioned about you know we've been in a you know bull market for 12 years mm -hmm. so I mean that's a decent amount of time we're talking about a large breadth of technological advance during that time too so what I'm getting at here is so th this airline company, they're buying these contracts to purchase these airlines when they come out. Mm -hmm. And if they meet all their safety precautions and all these things, they'll buy another 50. So whatever, if 30 is on, on the lot to buy, they're buying 30. That's happening for sure. Mm -hmm. If they're good, they're going to buy 50 more. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about a fleet of you know 80 different aircraft for a major aircraft that's a lot of yeah well, they, they and, did something so, like this a while ago though. well it was a concord yeah and yeah. that one concord, that yeah. one failed because it only had a few very specific locations it had to be fueled up at specific spots and you couldn't really sell it as like a hey you can hop on this flight and we're gonna um land over here to refuel and like i spaced on the name it was, for that but it was yeah air france and british airways had the concord and they had it for i don't know 10, 15 years, maybe the problem was, yeah, was the maintenance. Well, it was the maintenance and it was the upkeep. Yeah. And it was the, uh, the fuel efficiency was terrible. Yeah. That was, one and now ones. it's a similar design that what you're talking about. I saw that article and, uh, I don't know if it was British air or if it was uh, air France or something like that, that was getting into it again, that were putting these contracts out, figuring they're going to be out there and they could, they could fly 1.3 to two, two Mach. They were is what it was. Fast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, that would be cutting the airline time in half. But, right. But so they're buying they're buying that. these contracts in 2021, and it's confirmed to have everything completed by 2029. Yeah. So we're talking about you know it's a it's a eight to nine ish year mm -hmm. uh, lag time to receive these uh, these aircrafts. But you know, leading back to the bull market, we're talking about a technological advancement of. Cutting airtime travel in half. 
in nine years. Mm-hmm. Well, if so, they, I mean, that's pretty crazy. If yeah. they already tried it a while ago, maybe they were just ahead of their time back then, and now it's the perfect moment to capitalize well, all, on that, it or all, it's just going to fail again. It, it's the other efficiencies. They said that uh, the fuel efficiency is like 85% better than it was back right. then. Right, they right. Might be so the maintenance and everything better else. Better advancements now, or maybe it's just... Well, it's yeah. like, I mean, the infrastructure has to exist to support these right. things. So if the infrastructure didn't exist then, mm-hmm. it may exist now. So, I mean, like you've had hybrid cars, you've had automated vehicles yeah. for 20 plus mm-hmm. years now, and there's been no backbone to support them. Now we kind of have, you know, locations for you to charge your vehicles. Right. So it kind of supports it now. So the infrastructure really has to yeah. exist for it to Well, and you know, work. I keep seeing these things on and I still, I've been looking for it and I can't find an answer to any of it, is the blue gas situation. They say it's gonna blow up the electric car situation and make uh, uh, any of these uh, battery, um, companies electric vehicles that are running on batteries it's going to put them out of business and i don't even know what the blue gas thing is you know i'm trying to find it or whatever and they're saying there's blue gas companies out there but i don't know how that is supposed to be a are you reading a torpedo no they're just calling about uh blue gas uh investment is going to be the next big thing is that like a natural gas i don't know what it is i don't know artificial illuminating gas similar to propane is what this so, says. Yeah, I kinda. But I don't know. There must be some crazy efficiency to it or something mm. else. I don't know. But oh, uh, vehicles using blue gas only emit water and heat. So there's no water and like, heat. So it's almost like hydrogen. Yeah. So there's no like CO2 emission. Coming yeah. Out, I guess. Well, it's, yeah. It, it's water. supposed to be a situation that, you know, it's not going to contribute to the carbon footprint, is what it amounts to. Huh. Whereas even the electric cars will. You know, oh, yeah, at when some you dispose point, of them. Yeah. Yeah. Batteries that you so you still of. have some emissions. Um, and obviously emissions to probably build them too. I'm sure. At least for now. Well, yeah, how do you charge the, or how do you get power to the electrical charging ports? Coal. Yeah. With coal. <laughs> so you so I mean, you're talking about, the electric foot you know, and, until we navigate away from the use of natural resources to support you know, lithium battery, you know, consumption, mm-hmm. you can't really... Well, it's like with the, uh, you know, you've got the windmills and the. You just do what Germany does. What? Well, yeah, but you got the windmills and then you have the coal fired air blower oh. that makes it spin. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh, is that how you do it? I see. Okay. But you have to have twice as many of the air, <laughs> the yeah. wind chimes. But yeah, it, it just gets so stupid. They're chasing themselves for what they're trying to do. They're only giving you one, oh, look how much we're saving. But. Where was the output in the first place? It's still coming from coal on a lot of that energy on the manufacturing side. So, you know, it's all it's all smoke and mirrors. A lot of it. So, uh, I think it's it's still pretty cool the uh, the efficiency behind some of these electric mm. cars, how far they can travel, mm-hmm. um, your savings on gas and oil changes and things like that. So, yeah. I think they have some upside to them, and I think. Um, I come from a family of uh, motorheads, yeah. gearheads. So, like the whole idea. Of, I've seen their garage. Yeah, <laughs> the whole idea of like electric cars is like blasphemy. Mm-hmm. No talk about that. <laughs> yeah, and I think like just in the past past few years, my my dad's kind of started to admit. That Has he seen the electric F one fifty at there? 
working on that can outperform oh the lightning yeah yeah, yeah. The the lightning. Lightning. yeah so i mean like you know things like that come out and they're affordable he's kind of like come to the the fritz <laughs> that like i might have to buy an electric car someday. <laughs> but i mean like you know you're, you're talking about um there's there's a lot of benefit to it um obviously i think the big thing for a lot of people is how fast can it charge and mm-hmm. how far can you go on it because i think you know people are still going to want a road trip still going to want to drive far away but if i can only go 200 miles mm-hmm. you know before charging it then i gotta wait 12 and hours and i gotta wait to 12 hours yeah, yeah that's not gonna work so no, no if it can be charged in half an hour or something like that that's a different story yeah you can go get a bite to eat get right. a sandwich or whatever and have a charge get it charged up or something like that and um so yeah, you're not, you know, two, three hundred, maybe four hundred miles on some of these, yeah, and that's about it. And you know, the charging stations are so much, and and everything else. When we were down in Florida, we saw um, some of the um, stops, you know, along the way actually had um, fueling for you know electric vehicles. Electric vehicles. Yeah, we yeah. were just up in Cleveland for uh, Jess's birthday, and we went to like the little Italy station it's just restaurants on mm-hmm. the entire street and each restaurant had like their outside parking Home spots charger. and then they had at least one per restaurant had a designated charging spot all the way down the road well what'll be cool hasn't happened i haven't seen it yet but you go down into amish country into millersburg you'll have a <laughs> rope tied up you'll have a parking space for a gas-powered car and you'll have an electric vehicle charging station so you know you'll have I, all <laughs> oh you know what i really want to see you yeah. know how like jumbo not jumbo jets but like fighter jets and all that how they refuel as they just fly oh, up to air, another yeah. fueling plane and they have that thing that comes out like the hose that docks yeah you need to figure out how to do that to where like you're driving and then a big big tanker big truck. tanker truck just like giant battery somebody like leans out and plugs it into the port and you just like cruise behind them for a while i think oh, you just, uh, that's a mel gibson movie yeah, no, that's a fast and furious 57 right <laughs> mission there. impossible 17 yeah. oh that was mel gibson road warrior wasn't it <laughs> that's what it was they had that big tanker truck for that yeah see the future was yesterday so yeah. see what we what we're so behind our time <laughs> what's that uh well i got me thinking of all these old movies that oh uh, 2001 space odyssey or something oh geez that was way before 2001 that movie from the 60s yeah yeah they really (laughs) predicted it no i think uh we went completely off the rails on this one yeah (laughs) oh but i I really just talked about thing uh, we always do yeah but we still need to look at that technology standpoint and and be cognizant of what it is from an investment standpoint because um i'm looking at it that uh certain things that make sense now I've got to start figuring, you know, how much longer are they going to be viable for the clients that we're investing for? Maybe two, three years and then saying, okay, we're going to have to take a big, you know, left turn here at some point. To well, I think that's like a- some of those investment strategies, you know, in the past, you know, mm-hmm. maybe at the beginning of the bull market, you were investing in companies that were like ahead of their time. Mm-hmm. And now it's like everyone's kind of come to like this full top. Mm-hmm. You have people who are down here who haven't just gotten with the times, and then you have the people who are down here who are never going to make. No, it. they're going to go. But it's like you, I think we're seeing less major change in innovation now, to where people kind of just need to get to that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're with the times, you're a viable company to invest in, versus the people who are like, yeah, you know, still using flip phones. Yeah. It's, well, I was going back. Sorry to, to 
I wanted to go back to it. No, I don't, but I'm thinking about going back to it. Um, but yeah, I think you've got to be even more diligent in the investment side, looking at someone who is keeping up, you know, or looking, you know, looking forward to something. Because when I was looking at the electric car market and they were saying that, uh, they're looking beyond that into the, you know, uh, the autonomous stuff. What is it? Pizza Hut now has supposedly these test markets with these little four-wheeled things that deliver pizza to the door. I've seen those. You know, just by GPS. And I thought that was a, a, a goofy commercial. I'm like, is that for real? And it's Domino's. So Domino's is actually delivering pizzas autonomously with these little things look like a little... I've seen the commercials. For yeah, I wanted like to do it bigger than a you little know, kids wagon or something. To, not to get off topic, but I saw this thing online that uh, Northeast Ohio, more specifically the Columbus area, so not necessarily <coughs> Northeast Ohio, but the Ohio area is considered like a test market. So whenever there's for anything, just about anything, huh? literally anything, food, shopping stuff, hmm. cars. We're like a we're, we're, we're like a straight like there's something about we're hip man. Yeah, well, I don't even know if it's that. It's like something about I, the Columbus area's um, demographics are so spread out and diverse mm-hmm. between like ages, uh, your sex, your race. Everything is like so spread out that like it makes it like a hot spot for oh, people yeah. to be like Cleveland is a huge mixing pot of just well, all types of people. This is like a great place to like invest new ideas into mm-hmm. into society and see like how they would fare. Like are are Spanish people gonna be more interested in this than white people or are black people gonna be more interested in this than Asian people? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just things that you can like try. We got it all. Yeah, we got we, it all. Yeah. yeah. Come to Ohio. Yes. Or don't. <laughs> Or die. It's our little secret. Yeah. <laughs> we can yeah. buy a house for uh, less than a million bucks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's a whole nother topic, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I think uh, the innovation, like you were talking about earlier, it's got to stay up with the innovation and technology and everything. And just to try and uh, visualize and see where it's going uh, in order to be relevant from an investment standpoint or to be relevant um you know, as an advisor, you know, like I am, and to try and uh, help people and assist, you know, going forward with what the investments are. So um, that's all the more reason, you know, to be allocated and not to sit in a couple of stocks. You know, I don't think there's going to be these um, widows and orphans fund stocks that would just sit there like some utilities would. And they, you know, they keep them for 30, 40 years for the dividend. I don't know if that's going to be you know, in 10 or 15 years, if that's going to actually be out there. Yeah, you anymore. might want to keep an eye on your investments if you could be in on some companies that don't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. You never know. <laughs> yeah, and and that's the thing. I think the allocations between those core markets that we need for income versus something else, we may have to start expanding those uh, percentages into developmental, you know, almost a, um, you know, like the uh, equity funds, um, you know, do with um, – you know, putting money into startup companies or something, you know, right, yeah. you're going to have to start looking at a percentage allocated to something like that with startups. So anyway, um, I want to thank you for hanging in there while we're trying to regurgitate a bunch of different Tuning things. Tuning into our banter. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we want to make sure that, uh, 
we might not have an answer, but we're going to make you think we have an answer. No, we're going to make you think on your own. So hopefully when you think about something, send it to us. Jay Cindy at lifestagesadvisory.com. Look at us on YouTube. Watch us there. Uh, where else are we? Uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, if you're on the YouTube, give us a like, a comment, subscribe, do all that good stuff that you usually do with everyone else you listen to. Give us some suggestions. You know, we want uh, we want to know what you're thinking out there. And uh, if we're on topic for you and you yeah. enjoy our banter, fine. Coming if up you with don't, episode ideas is hard. Tell us what you want to hear. <laughs> yeah. What do you want to know? I don't want to read your mind, and I don't know. Like Dean. Let me see. There's nothing up there right now. Okay, never mind. Usually some oh. some <laughs> monkey beating a symbol. <laughs> dung, dung, dung. Okay, that's our next episode. What's going Automated on? Automated brain. Monkey beating symbols. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't invest the market in that one. For that. Yeah. <laughs> Until uh, next time. Thanks. We'll see you.